Hello everyone, how are you this beautiful day, this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey on the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. And every Wednesday, the episodes are Sword of the Spirit. As we go out into the world each day, we need to be dressed for success. And that means to have our full armor of God on as we face all kinds of trials and tribulations going on in the world today. In Ephesians chapter 6, we learn that part of that armor is the sword of the Spirit, and it is our defensive weapon against the attacks of the enemy. And what is the sword of the Spirit? It is the Word of God. So in this episode, we will cover portions of the Word of God. So I hope you'll get a pen and paper ready. I have several scriptures for us to cover today, but I think you will enjoy it. So today's episode is hope for the future. What does the hope mean? Here are a few definitions from the internet. An expectation and desire for certain things to happen. A feeling of trust. Christian hope is when God has promised that something is going to happen and you put your trust in that promise. Christian hope is a confidence that something will come to pass because God has promised it will come to pass. How do we build our hope in God? Hope is a portion or a part of faith. Our hope comes from the source of life, from God. Can you rely upon what God says? Look it up in Numbers twenty-three nineteen. God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Hebrews six eighteen lays out the background for our believer's hope. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have a great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. Mm, I love that. And it is so true. He will never fail us. Hope is a relational thing. We have hope and trust because we have faith in God. That is a relationship with God. Psalm 33:18 in the Amplified Bible says this, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon those who fear him and worship him with all inspired reverence and obedience, on those who hope confidently in his compassion and loving kindness. Psalm 147:11, The Lord's delight is in those who fear him, those who put their hope in his unfailing love. Well, you know, God is love. We can see the necessary connection of trust, faith, hope, and love in that one passage, including an explanation for things we don't understand in the present moment. And yet we hope. We hope. We hope now and will understand everything when we get to heaven. There's so many questions that we we just don't have the answers to until we get to heaven. But we have hope in Him. 1 Corinthians thirteen ten through 13 But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. 
Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. And that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. So three things will last forever, hope, faith, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So time and time again it said, but then, and we know that that means when Jesus comes and we all go to heaven, we'll know. We'll know the answers to everything. There won't be mysteries any longer. Where can we find hope in today's world? We find hope when we turn to God and his, to his word. Romans 15.4 Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us, and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. While we hope for the future, are there actions that we should take that demonstrate our hope in the Lord? And in that, I hope that you'll turn to the whole chapter of Hebrews 11, where it's like a hall of fame or a hall of faith, and it describes the faith that many people had before us. Okay, let's turn now to 1 Peter 1, 13 in the Amplified Bible. So prepare your minds for action. Be completely sober in spirit, steadfast, self-disciplined, spiritually and morally alert. Fix your hope completely on the grace of God that is coming to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. So what happens if we have no hope? How can we be joyful without hope? I don't think we can. Proverbs thirteen twelve says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. What a difference. Lamentations 3, verses 24 and 25. The Lord is my portion and my inheritance, says my soul. Therefore I have hope in him and wait expectantly for him. The Lord is good to those who wait confidently for him, to those who seek him on the authority of God's word. Well, this might be a little side sidebar, but let's take a look at Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3, which I believe describes my testimony, my journey. And maybe it describes your testimony as well. This is where we rally our hope in the Lord. Psalm 40, verses 1 through 3, a psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Well, you may know, I love to encourage listeners to accept Jesus if they've not done so already. It's the most important decision we can make for our future. Here are some powerful scriptures about salvation. John three sixteen through 17 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world, 
but to save the world through him. God demonstrated his ultimate unconditional love for us. Another important scripture is John 14, 6. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except for me, through me. So Jesus is the way. Have you confessed to Jesus? Let's read Romans 10, 9. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So people who make that important decision, they become a believer, and they need to confess that out loud. Whether you've accepted Jesus or not, let us pray together now and say it out loud. Dear Jesus, I know who you are. You are the only begotten Son of God. And I know what you did. You suffered and died on the cross for me. You paid for my sins. And you arose from the grave. I need you, Jesus. I am hopeless without you. I am nothing without you. But I am a sinner. I ask you to forgive me. I repent of all my sins. I walk away from them now. And I ask you to come into my heart. I accept you. Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me, and I will serve you all of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If this is the first time you pray that prayer, then and you said it believing in your heart, then you're saved, born again, and you have just started your Christian walk, your relationship with Jesus. You have hope for the future and eternity with Jesus. I want to encourage you as you travel along your own Christian walk, there may be some detours and potholes along the way. Trials and tribulations will happen, but overcoming happens as you follow Jesus in all you do. Study the Word of God, obey and praise the Lord, enjoy an abundance in His calling, walk out His purpose in your life, never give up, Always keep your hope, faith, and love in Jesus. Well, as we draw closer to Him in worship and in service, we keep ourselves under His umbrella of protection. Faith working with our hope. As in Romans fifteen thirteen, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me, let me end, this, end this episode with this passage found in 2 Corinthians. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for joining me today. I hope that you'll join me every Wednesday morning on Sword of the Spirit with a podcast, Turn to God with Karen. And as you may know, uh, Turn to God with Karen has episodes every Monday, which is Hope and Faith Journey, where we talk about overcoming challenges, always with encouragement and hope for healing. And then on Friday, we have Karen's Book Corner, where I share about books I've written or maybe books that other people have written. This is Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, domestic violence, victim advocate, and ambassador for Christ. 
Stay tuned for Turn to God with Karen, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So right now, I'd love for you to go to my website, KarenJaneCasey.com, and share with me your comments and suggestions about my podcast. I'm always looking to improve. I always, I just, uh, I love any feedback you may have. When you get to my website, you'll find resource material regarding domestic violence, and you'll find my books, my blogs, and podcasts. So I just want to say that if you've read and enjoyed any of my books, especially if they have brought you encouragement and hope for healing in some way or positive change, I want to know it. Please let me know. And also, I'd appreciate an an excellent review on Amazon.com. Thank you and God bless.